The following is a paid presentation on News Talk 580 CFRA. Welcome to Open House, the real estate and mortgage show on News Talk 580 CFRA. If you have any questions about mortgages or real estate, give us a call at 521-TALK. That's 521-8255 or text 580-580. With Frank Napolitano and Paul Rushforth, here is Steve Gregory. It's the last real estate show of the year. Oh, no, no, mortgage. no mortgages? No, no mortgage. just like no, this no, is no, only real estate. It didn't fit in the song. Yes. No, 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 we didn't tell you, Paul. We're doing the show next week. Oh. Yeah, we just do <laughs> yeah. This is your last show. This I'm is my last week. show. Perfect. <laughs> Good, I got the week off next week. That's awesome. Yeah, we all get the week off. Yay. Well, Frank, Frank, sh- Frank. It's a repeat show. Like, we're not supposed to say that. We're supposed to pretend like it's live next week. Not anymore. Well, I tell you what we're going to do. Because we're off next week, and it'll be a repeat, this show will be twice as good as any other show. Yeah. Oh, wow, yeah. wow. Yeah, all I can think of is next week, it's finally a week off buying Frank breakfast. Yeah. Finally. Like, like finally. Once a year, baby, and he brags about it. Yeah. Once who, uh, a year. who got me this coffee today? Oh, that was yeah. Oh, that, thanks, Frank. That would be me. Yeah. By the way, and I was a little late, too, because I met with Petra at the Rito Center at Spence, and <laughs> you know, she asked me to help her pick out a dime, and I said, nope, too small. The yeah. diamond, that is. <laughs> too small. Bigger, bigger, that's it. Yeah. You have an appointment at 1215 to go with, pay with, for it. With Callum? With Callum. Over yep. Spence Diamonds? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I met with Callum. Callum. Perfect. <laughs> is this to get a deal here? <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome, Petra. Yeah. All right, we are certainly in the real estate doldrums now. Boy, I don't imagine you're too busy this week or next. No, I mean this is this is when you work on your business right now. It's it's you know ge- gearing up for 2024. It's it's quiet. I mean, Greg can tell you he probably didn't do too many shoots uh, over the last couple of weeks uh, when it comes to photos. Just a couple of rental listings that are coming up, and yeah. but not yeah, big not, on not too now, much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and and listen. Th- there's two trains of thoughts. I mean, don't put your house on the market right now because it's, you know, it's Christmas and it's quiet and, you know, you want to enjoy Christmas and not worry about people coming to your house. But if someone comes to your house, they're a serious buyer. But you're not listing this week. You won't even find an agent this week, will you? So listen, not every culture celebrates Christmas too, right? So, I mean, we have uh, someone who's standing by the phones. Jason usually is, is on the phones every Christmas. It's not abnormal to get a couple leads on Christmas Day. Really? Yeah, it's not abnormal. Now, we won't show a home on Christmas Day, but it's not abnormal to get a lead to see it maybe the next day or the day after. Uh, and, and sometimes between Christmas and New Year's, it's busy. Sometimes it is quite busy. So, I mean, we've sold upwards of, you know, seven to ten homes between Christmas and New Year's some years. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And for so me- if I call tomorrow, Christmas Eve. You will have someone on the phone. Wow. Yep. You'll definitely have someone on the phone. Jason will answer the phone. I mean, Jason answers. When I took my team to Mexico for, for their the bonding, bonding for our bonding Christmas party, Jason, my, my lead ISA, Jason, he was booking appointments um, by the pool with a drink in his hands, <laughs> booking appointments. So it's, it happens. It happens. Wow. We go 24 seven, Steven. Yeah. You wouldn't list today. Me personally? Yeah. No, don't no, call no, me. <laughs> no, no, I don't mean you enlist your house today. I, I personally would wait until. Like, I'm when there. should we? When should we start thinking about a January listing? Early well, January, mid January. So everyone thinks a spring market starts in April, May. That's the tail end of our spring market. Our spring market will start mid January, and I always say to people, if you want to beat the competition on the market. Get on ASAP. January 10th and beyond is is ideal. I mean, you know, let's be honest. Agents are still, uh, realtors are still taking, you know, vacation in early January. 
by by the tenth of January, though, our market is starting to boom and homes are starting to hit the market. And uh, usually in January, we have a very very busy January. It starts right away. So don't delay. Don't delay thinking your spring market is is you know April, May, June. That's 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 the end. And of you want to be ahead of that curve. Anyway. You want to be ahead of that curve. I mean, get on the market before the competition hits the market. There's a lot of people who have taken their house off the market for the Christmas period, and are probably not putting it back on for another couple of weeks. Get on the market. Get your home sold before the competition starts to come. Speaking of competition, a little less competition in the banking industry, huh, Frank? Yeah, uh, it was inevitable that uh, Royal Bank was going to get their hands on HSBC. We don't know the full outcome. Right now, we do have HSBC as one of our primary lenders. Um, It's expected that they're going to continue to stay on as a separate entity, but uh, we won't know probably till the latter part of 2024. So that's a little disappointing. But, you know, 2023 has been one of those years where, you know, it started off with prime rate going up and there was one Bank of Canada increase in January of this year. And then they paused and Tiff Macklem came out and said, we're going to pause for a little bit and see how this goes. And then the real estate market heated up, unfortunately, over the spring market. And, uh, uh, you know, he was uh, he was in a position where he needed to get the inflation down quicker and he had to raise prime rate twice. So, you know, for, for anybody that had a mortgage coming due in, in 2023 or purchased a home in 2023, you know, they signed on at rates that were ridiculously, uh, unseasonably high, especially over the last 20 years. Good news for Canadians is that 2024 is not expected to be anything like 2023. We're not expecting to see any Bank of Canada rate hikes. And if anything, we've already seen the bond market, the five-year bond yield, has gone from 4.49% about 60 days ago all the way down to 3.25. So that's a significant decrease in bond yields, which means that fixed rates have come down, not quite to where they need to be yet because, you know, they've come down. The bond yields have come down one and a quarter percent, but the lenders maybe have given back 70 basis points, 75 basis points. So, so half. There's a lot of meat on that bone still for them to to give back to consumers, and I think that'll happen in January. And as we see some of the statistics come out, and even, you know, I watched an interview with uh, with Tiff Macklem and Amanda Lang yesterday, and, uh, you know, he's he's disappointed at, at the fact that, you know, he had to wait as long as he did to raise prime rate because of all the shutdowns that were happening towards the latter part of 2021 and early 22. Because otherwise, in hindsight, he said we, we, we would have started to raise. That's you know, not what he was saying then, though. No, no. But again, I mean, you get to yeah. reflect, right? I mean, you get to reflect on, uh, listen, I think if four years ago you had said to us that property values would have gone up as much as they did, we'd say no way. It's easy to do it now. Even when COVID started, we didn't know what was going to happen when the pandemic. Yeah, we thought there would be trouble. Yeah. Yeah. And instead, but, it went the other way. Yeah. I, I mean, it went crazy. So, you know, I, 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 I think, you know... He feels for Canadians. I certainly felt that in the interview that he felt for what Canadians are going through, and he hopes that he'll be able to reverse that trend. Now, he made it very clear. We're not getting back to pandemic interest rates, so we're not getting back to that. What's our norm going to be, three? Mid threes to high threes is what it sounds like. Yeah. So we were at 464 just nine months ago before the last two increases. So it's not unreasonable to think that by the spring market we'll be in the mid fours for a five-year fixed rate, which isn't so bad. I think anybody in a variable rate mortgage, that's the ones that are going to have a tough decision because you want to convert, and the prime rate's at 7.2 now, so depending on what discount you have, but if you had a discount of one, you're at 6.2, and if you see the 
five-year fixed rate at four and a half, you're tempted to lock in. But I would say if you can manage to hang on a little longer, let's see how low rates come before you lock in because I think the last thing you might want to do after going through everything you've gone through the last 18 months is to convert it to a fix at four and a half and then Watch rates see that come six down, months yeah. later they're down to 375 and now, you know, in hindsight you could have waited. But Where are we at for fix now? You have to do what's right for you and your family. So that's what I always say to people. Listen, if you're if you're going to sleep at nighttime locking into a five-year fix now, then do it. Like don't don't stay up all night and stressed about the fact you took a variable on the it risk. It might be awake next year. But yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, you're you're for... in the low fives. So so on an insured Low purchase, fives. So five, you know, you can get 499. That, spread, that spread is going to get bigger, isn't it? Between it is going to get bigger. So, so think about it. So, so even if you're getting 499, the bond market's at three and a quarter. That's a one and three quarter percent you know, spread, where generally speaking, it's one and a half. So there's already a quarter point, and that's on insured deals. So on non-insured deals, most lenders are at five and a half. So that spread is well over 2%, which is way too I've, high. I've heard a lot of economists are, are, are now very bullish on the rates coming down fast. I've heard of, of, of quite a few people now who have said- You mean in big chunks? In big chunks. Like instead of going down a quarter, we might see them come down half, if not three quarters maybe. You're talking about know. prime now or you're talking about yeah. fixed? We're so, talking about so prime. prime. We're talking about yeah, prime. so yeah. prime- um, you know, um, uh, Tiff Macklem made the comment that he thinks it'll be, he's, he certainly indicated that now we're probably done with the increases and we're coming down. And he sees that interest rates are going to, the prime rates are going to come down. He wouldn't comment as to when, because obviously he wants to see the inflation number come down into the mid twos if possible and trending towards the two, as well as core inflation come down. So, you know, I, you know, the he betting. Also, he also seems to be very concerned about the real estate market picking up again. Is. Of course he is. And if that picks and up rightfully again, that, so, that could change everything. And, rightfully so. And the market is going to pick up. We've said that before. It's it's uh, once I think once we see even a half a point drop, I think the market's going to boom. I mean, there's just not enough inventory on the market. There's too much pent up demand. We got buyers who are sitting in the sidelines who want to get into the market that are just waiting to get into the market that will jump into the market with potentially half a point drop. So and. And housing supply is getting worse instead of getting yeah. better Way because worse. we're we're so many immigrants or new people are coming to Canada that we're not building houses. The last statistic that came out was over uh, four hundred thousand. Well, yeah, but for every house that's being built, there's four and a half immigrants coming over, and unfortunately, the math doesn't make sense because there's not families of five coming over. Generally speaking, that number should be between two and three, and not four and a half. So. So we again, have more immigrants come in the first three quarters of this year than all of last year, and last year was a record. Well, to, yeah. well 2024, they're looking for 500,000 immigrants coming into Canada. Which is a low number. Which is, it's, it's... No, no, but a low number in comparison to what we've seen the last yeah. two years, so so it's slowing down. You know, the the statistic that hasn't come out yet is how many have, how many have left and come here and said, whoa, we can't afford to live here. Yeah. You know, we thought it'd be better here, but it's not better here, and we better leave because we can't find housing. And the housing we find isn't satisfactory to what we're accustomed to. And I'm sure if they ever got sick, the healthcare wouldn't be up to their levels either, depending on where that's, they're coming that's, from. That's also a scary part, the healthcare and system. it isn't getting better. No, no. I do, before we go to break, though, I'll, I'll just give a, a shout out to a, a rookie radio listener right now. We have- um, A rookie radio listener. Yes, 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 <laughs> yes. It's actually, uh, Stuntman Stu is, is texting me right now. He's listening to the show. And what I'm trying to do is, is educate him on how to be good on the radio. Oh boy, we, we, don't, we only have an hour. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. So so if, if he's listening, you got to listen up, Stu, because this is how you do it. Stu, obviously, obviously is on move, um, but 
Yes, indeed. and he's looked up to me his entire career, yeah. and rightly so. And he should. <laughs> and he should. So I, I hope he's taking some notes and getting some pointers. That's for sure. Five two one talk. Five two one eight two five five. We'll be right back. We return to Open House, the real estate and mortgage show on News Talk 580 CFRA. We're back. Mr. Rushworth is here. Mr. Napolitano is here. He's actually here this week, which is nice. Wow. I can Paul, should we person. start keeping track of how many shows we've both done? Because no competition. Come yes, on. You're right. No competition. No, no, Steve. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you're, yeah, you're yeah, by far yeah. out of our eight. 25 maybe we're at now maybe 29 829 you've been at 827 so I would well 826 and three quarters I would say in the summer months Frank his attendance is a hundred percent in the winter months his attendance is about 40 percent it was the COVID year though he was here quite a bit during that exactly no actually not in the studio yeah that's right all right uh, let's go to the phones Ed has been waiting hello Ed hello (laughs) morning Ed we are ready Ed boy hey how are you enjoying the show is this not the best show you've ever heard Ed (laughs) I listen to it whenever I can. Good, 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 good. Thanks, Ed. Twice a year. <laughs> wow, well, more than that. <laughs> Maybe three. Oh, wow. <laughs> Go ahead, Ed. Um, we have a cottage uh, that we're going to convert uh, starting uh, next fall, this coming fall, to a house that we're going to move into eventually. And um, so the value of the cottage over time has gone up uh, basically four times. So we're kind of wondering at what point, I know we're going to have to pay the, the government what it's due, but I don't want to pay them more than what I have to. So at what point would it be optimal to convert the cottage as a primary dwelling into into our primary dwelling, I should say, from... Uh, well, there's no timing. Yeah, there's no timing. I mean, the value is going to continue to go up, but one thing you 100% have to do is get an appraisal the day you move into that property, so you know what the value is after the renovation's done. After, yes, because oh, you. So it has to be. No, after the renovation. no, 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 no. Do the appraisal before before the renovations. Then you the want value the... goes up, and then your capital gains is minimized. Yes. But then you got to kind of move in at that point too. So yeah, and that's when you're gonna you you are gonna pay capital gains on from when you bought it until yes. until the day you get that appraisal. But anything after that, after that appraisal, is all your value. As long as you move in. As long as you move in, so, yeah. As long as that's your principal residence. But we can't move in if it's going to be pretty partly demolished and rebuilt then. So how would that... I would I would still get an appraisal done before before you move in. Um, and then you're going to do the repairs? Or you're gonna, you wanted to do the repairs before obviously moving in? Is, are yeah, the well, major, are they major repairs? now. Pardon? Are they major repairs you're doing or just sort of like fixing yeah, floors? Yeah, we're almost uh, doubling the size of the cottage. It's not mm. a very big one. It's like 700 square feet, so we're kind of doubling the size of it. Yeah, better wait. Eh? If, yeah, well, otherwise, the capital gains when but, you want to sell is going to be quite but, a bit. But the only thing I'd say is if you're doubling the size because you're moving into it, you can maybe make a case with CRA to say, well, here's here's the 700 that's been our secondary property for you know, from when we bought it until today, and now it's going to be a 1,400-square-foot property. But the reason we're moving it to 1,400 square feet is because we're moving into it as our primary residence, so we shouldn't have to pay capital gains as we're doubling it in size. So that's... What do you, what do you think CRA is going to say, Frank? Well, no, no. What I would do is I would do an appraisal before the renovation and then have an updated one afterwards and have them both on, on file so that you can 
you can uh, then maybe talk to an accountant and decide which which method is the best way to go without getting in trouble with CRA. Were you thinking of moving into the to the half before the renovation no. begins? No, no, no. It just wouldn't be uh, livable once once construction yeah. starts. Talk right. to an accountant. That's what I would do. I I, okay. I, I talk to an accountant to see which which but, option is available for you. Ideally, if you can get an appraisal at the seven hundred, yeah, because that's when it's been a secondary property. So then you would pay capital gains based on the value of of you know the increased value on that part because the reason you're converting it to 1400 is to be owner occupied so you shouldn't have to pay capital gains for something you're converting because you're, it's going to be your primary home but definitely right. definitely get an appraisal done i mean that's uh, otherwise you know you're there's too many people who don't get that done and they they it, it's just a mess when it comes to what they're paying capital gains on so at least this way you know that you know it was wasn't your principal residence here's what it's worth now that you're living in it, it's your principal residence, and any equity that you build up afterwards is is not an issue. You're not going to pay capital gains on that. So would we get an appraisal from a bank we're dealing with? No, 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 no. Call an appraisal firm independently yeah. so that they do it for you. It's not. It's not unless you're financing your your renovation, then that's different, right? Because if you're financing your renovation, there's a good chance that the bank is going to do an as-is appraisal and then a, a a value at the end. But if you're not financing it and you're actually doing the renovation uh, on your own dime then get your own appraisal firm to do it. Yeah, I would do that for sure. Well, we'll be using some of the equity we have in our house, current house right now. But then you're not financing it, right? So so you have enough no. equity in your home. You already have a line of credit. You're going to be using a home equity line of credit to do it? Yes. Yeah, so so you already have it. So therefore, there's no reason for the bank to do an appraisal on it because it, you know at the end of the day, once you sell your existing primary, uh, I'm thinking you'll be mortgage-free on the second home, right? The, the one you're right. moving into? So if that's right. the case, well, that, get your own personal appraisal. Get your own personal appraisal. And, uh, you know, if you don't have any, give me a call. I'm more than happy to recommend a couple. Where's the cottage? Prince Edward Island. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Beautiful area. That's a long commute for you right now. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> seriously. Well, I only do it once a year right now. I'd like to be doing it uh, full-time down there. So. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. Beautiful spot. Yeah, no good, kidding. Good for you. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Ed. Merry Christmas. Thanks, Ed. Merry Christmas to you all. Thank you. And Thank try you. to make it four shows next year. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's uh, no, they don't have to be in a row. <laughs> yeah, and it just it, that'd be as often as Paul buys breakfast in a year. Well, so. I was gonna there say, go. I was gonna try, try to time it so Frank's not on the show. That's when you're gonna get <laughs> that's when you're gonna get more value if, if he's not on the show, right? So, but you know what? It's, it's a good question. I'm glad Ed, Ed asked that question because there's too many people that that forget about that appraisal. And another situation like that is someone who's, let's say, living in a townhome and they buy a single family home and they keep that townhome as a rental. Uh, and a lot of people forget they don't get an appraisal on that. You need to get an appraisal because otherwise you're paying capital gains on from the day you bought it to the day you go to sell it. Whereas if you can prove that it was your principal residence between, you know, the day you bought it for 200 grand and the day you, you know, you moved out of it for three hundred grand. You're only paying capital gains on that hundred grand. So make sure you're doing that. It's it's very very important. Yeah, and we're if not you're seeing downsizing that as often, too, right? right? If you're downsizing to an investment property you've already owned for a while, you better get an appraisal when you move in. Absolutely, absolutely. Too too many people forget that. Yeah, we're not seeing that too often anymore, though. People keeping their townhouse and moving into a single. It's it's less and less because they figured out that with interest rates as elevated as they are. Number one, once you buy that next home, you don't get to tap into all of the equity because you still need to leave some equity in the existing home. And uh, the interest rates are so high that the rent doesn't cover. And at the same time, then your payments are much higher because the interest rates are higher. So we've certainly seen a decline on that side over the last 18 months. And as rates come down, 
hopefully we'll see that part because that's what stalled the real estate market apart from first time home buyers it's those you know investors that want to keep that existing house that they built a whole bunch of equity thinking why don't we keep this and take some of the equity out and then buy a new one but the challenge has been that they just can't cash flow it. Where are new investors at now? There's They're not. There's, the no, I, I made a joke last, over the last couple of weeks. So someone reached out to me and said, when are you putting on your next investment seminar? Yeah. And I'm like, why? There's yeah. there's not there's no such thing as an investment. Um, you know, there is. There is. But you, you do have to stomach. You're most likely going to be a little bit upside down when it comes to cash flow, depending on what you buy. You're looking at uh, multiple though, right? Like a triplex or something in order to. The more doors under under one roof, the better chance you have of being cash flow positive and a better chance of it being a good investment. Uh, but then again, you need minimum sometimes a million dollars for plus for these for these triplexes, unless you're looking in the outskirts of the, of the city, which is not a bad idea because I've said it before. There's more people in the outskirts looking to rent than there are rentals. So, like, if you go to Kijiji, you'll just see tons of people looking for rentals yeah. in the outskirts of Ottawa, and you could still pick up a, you know, a, a, a threeplex, a triplex for you know, six, seven, eight hundred thousand in those outskirts, and and be cash flow positive, but just cash flow positive. Hey, if you need money, that's what Frank's there for. Yep. Well, we had a client that's got a four unit here in the Byward Market, and the values in the Byward Market, unfortunately, have not gone up as quickly as they should, only because there's been some issues in the Byward Market with. Too much homelessness, yeah. and that needs to be fixed. And there's something the government needs to work on. Maybe in 2024, is helping, you know, less people be homeless <laughs> in Canada because it just—it's a shame to walk around a beautiful city like Ottawa and get to the Bywood Market and see as many homeless people and people using food banks as yeah. uh, it's as uh, we see today. It's only going to get worse too. Well, on it's that tough. happy note, yeah. Five two one talk five two one eight two five five. We'll be right back. We return to Open House, the real estate and mortgage show on News Talk 580 CFRA. Welcome back to the show, Mr. Napolitano, Mr. Rushforth. Well, you know, we're talking about <laughs> coffee and breakfast. I never thanked you for the cookies. They were delicious. How long did it take you to bake those, uh, You know what? I baked cookies for you guys. I uh, brought them in, and no one's eaten anything yet. And, uh, you know. Well, we keep waiting for Greg to have one to make sure they're all right. Oh, Greg's <laughs> having Greg's in them. Greg's having one Greg's right first. now. I would like to take I would like to take the credit for them, but you guys know Petra baked those, and she's uh, wanted to make sure that you guys had your stomachs full for the show. All right, Greg, you're chewing on one. What's the verdict? <laughs> Thank you very much, Petra. <laughs> Delicious, as always. Petra, you need to listen to the as first always, three minutes of the show. As always, yeah. you eat your cookies all the time? <laughs> <laughs> no comment. <laughs> and you left my kitchen a mess. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, Petra, Paul, Paul's trying to take credit for doing groceries this week. I just don't believe him. He said he did grocery shopping this week. I did. You did, eh? That yes. was your Christmas shopping? Yeah. <laughs> all right, so what are we doing in the new year now? Unemployment's <laughs> going to make a big impact on the prime, Frank. What's going to happen? Well, it's going to be interesting because I thought that shopping, and we'll see the numbers. Um, obviously, in January, we'll see the numbers. But, you know, retailers are at least reporting semi-brisk business this year, which which is a little surprising because I thought it'd be a little slower. But some of the malls absolutely lined up to get in. Now, it could be a lot of last-minute shopping, uh, mostly men usually that are do the last minute shopping. I mean, I've got mine set for tomorrow. Yeah. So. Men buying that one <laughs> gift. <laughs> I, I've set all my shopping for tomorrow. I'm, I'm not crazy. I'm not going in this. 
I noticed the market was busy coming in today. It was the market's busy. I mean, I you know I saw some videos, some of the shopping malls in Ottawa that were absolutely lined up. Um, I, I live right by the Tanger out in the West End, and uh, it hasn't seemed as busy. Like there were years when you'd see cars lining up to get into the parking lot. I haven't noticed that this year. So, but again, I mean, the unemployment typically, you know, the employment numbers typically change in February and March because a lot of the retail layoff and at the same time I think a lot of the services uh, cut back as well so you'll see restaurants come back cut back because they hire in the months of November December for the Christmas season and then they cut back in January February when it's their slowest two yeah. months of the year so the service the service and the retail will get crushed yeah, come January sure. February because there's they so should. many there's so many people right now that are seasonal work right some people yeah. are picking up yeah. second jobs seasonal work so we're going to see the unemployment. Obviously, there's going to be changes come January, February. Change. Yeah, should be sure. in the sixes. So we've been in the fives for you know for pretty well since the beginning of the pandemic, and we were in the fours for a little bit. So um, you know we'll, we'll get back. I think it feels like you know since the shutdown stopped, we've seen it you know really low. And if we get get back in the sixes, you know that's a sign that the economy is struggling, which is what the bond markets are pricing right now. The bond markets are pricing the fact that the unemployment rate will go up. The pricing, the fact that the GDP is pretty flat, and the pricing, the fact that inflation numbers are are dwindling. Now, we're not going to get to that 2% mark, but take away shelter again. Take away shelter costs, and we're at 2.2. So we're not that far off of that 2%. But And government spending? Then government spending has got to slow down a little bit. So you know, uh, you know, if that happens, then inflation will come down a little quicker. But reality is that if you're looking, if you're in a variable rate and you're looking, you know, for prime to start coming down, I would say best case scenario is April, and at the very least, we'll probably see changes in June or July. So. And I and I hope some of those economists that are right when they say that they're going to come down drastically. Like we're not talking a quarter point; we're talking half a point, three. That'll be the point. second half, though. I think Let's the first hope. one might be a quarter, quarter. Yeah, and then after that, depending on what happens with the numbers moving forward, as long as the the market doesn't heat up too much and inflation starts to go the other way then I think we can expect to see more decreases throughout the year. Well, and that's the scary thing is the market heating up too, right? I mean, because I sense it. I mean, it's, it's going to be a perfect storm. We have no listings on the market. And when you have no listings, they start dropping the rates and people start coming back into the market. We could have another start of 2022. Of yeah, small- but not only that, even if the rates don't drop, people are going to have to get out of homes that can't afford the mortgages as they come up for renewal It's too. It's it's happening. It's well, all, a year it's, away it's, though. But it's you say no, that though. No, 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 but we're a year away from... The major? So, yeah. So a year ago, like four years ago, so, you know, once we get to next year, five years from then, we were still far from the pandemic. We were a few months away from the pandemic, and the rates really started to drop in April, May, and June. There wasn't a lot of activity. The pandemic was in March, April, May. There wasn't a lot of activity. It really started in June. A lot of the real estate activity started at that point, and that's when the interest rates had bottomed out as well, right up until 2021, the summer of 2021 and the fall of 2021. So, that's the period that everybody needs to focus on is the fact that, you know, there's 60% of mortgages coming due in a two-year period in Canada, and most of them would have been in the twos, maybe the ones, but at least the twos and low threes. So if interest <laughs> rates continue to stay in the low fives, high fours, that's when we could have some issues with, with the economy and yeah. people having to and, give up their homes and not being able to afford their homes. And we're, 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 we're already slowly starting to see a little bit of that. Some people are getting ahead of that. And actually, we're, we're, we're actually seeing people who are leaving home ownership to get into rentals more and more and more, which we haven't seen in Still better to be proactive. Though. It's better to be proactive. The last thing you want, and we're, we're selling a couple homes right now for people who have left it to the last minute, and they're like, mm, the bank's taking my house come 
Jan, yeah, that's sad, eh? Jan something, that's and I'm so like, sad. why are you just calling us now? Yeah. Like the second you get behind in your payments, you got to get your home sold, you know, and, and you you have to do something about it. You do not want that on your record. You don't want. Yeah, to you can't ignore thing. it. It doesn't go away. It doesn't and, go and away. They don't waste a lot of time. No, no it doesn't. And speaking of that, listen, if you're falling behind, don't just put your hands up and say the bank's going to take my house. I think you owe it to yourself, and the bank doesn't, especially in the winter in Canada. The banks do not want to kick anybody out of their homes. They just, that's just bad news for them too. So, well, the uh, difference is difference here is we have power sales in the States. They have foreclosures. What happens with a foreclosure is the bank takes over your house in the States and you walk away and you walk away. They, they have to maintain that property. Canada is a little bit different when it's a power, well, but of, the bank maintains it at bank, the cost and, and of charge, the consumer yeah, and charges you for sure. The banks but, can maintain it, but the banks in the winter don't want to put anybody out on the street. So they don't care. The oh, they do. <laughs> you're, you're absolutely wrong. And I've talked to lawyers. The banks will do everything to avoid putting anybody on the streets in January, February, and March. They're a little more open to it in April and May, but not in January, February, March, because the last thing they need is a bank that's making ten billion dollars net. To throw a family of four on the streets. That's not the press that they need. So they'll hold back on that. But I say to consumers, listen, there's nothing wrong. If you bought your house and you had less than 20% down, you have default insurance. Default insurance companies will work with consumers to keep them in their homes. They can actually go to the banks and say, listen, we'll guarantee the loan. Just give them a break. Don't give them six months of payment relief. We'll guarantee it. Don't worry. You're not on the hook for it. We'll take care of it all. So what they'll do is they'll capitalize the interest on top of the mortgage, especially if they bought the house three, four, five years ago, where now they've got 20, 25, 30% worth of equity in it. So for the default insured, there's no risk. So they would the, back end it then is what you're saying? So what they would do is they would say, listen, for six months, if your payments are 2000 a month, add 12000 to the mortgage and we'll back up. The default insurer will say, we'll back up the mortgage. So you're not going to lose any money, bank. Don't worry about it. We got you covered here, but we want to help people stay in their homes, especially if it's a temporary scenario where, listen, I've, I've, I've been doing this for a long time, and I've come across job long losses, time. marital breakups, sickness, health issues in a yes. family that, that totally takes you off your course. Yep. And all of a sudden, instead of working, you're a chio all day you know, with one of your kids looking after your kids, and that's way more important. And, and you put your mortgage in jeopardy, your house in jeopardy, but what's more important, your family member yeah. or your house? And all of a sudden, you make those changes. But that's the banks aren't heartless. Are they all about profit? Sure they are, but they're not heartless. If you get the right person at a bank, you'll see that they'll help you. And if not, the default insured, if that mortgage is default insured, 100% the default insurer is all about helping Canadians stay in their homes and not lose their homes. Just, all about just, it. just the, the point we're trying to make is don't get there. Yeah. Don't get there. Don't get to the point where yeah, if, you see, if you're help. on the road, be proactive. Be proactive. Yeah. At you, least call, right? Yeah. If you, can't, if you can't afford your mortgage, you know, it's, it's you're upside down on bills and you, you you feel like you have to sell. Just don't get to the point where you're getting letters from the bank saying, you know, your, your mortgage is due and you haven't paid your mortgage and we're taking your house. And that's the worst thing that can happen. Get your home sold if you had to do that. As yeah. a rule, what do they go? Three payments before they... Well, 90, so, so in Canada, as a rule, it's if you miss three months or 90 days worth of payments, they can commence legal action. They can't commence it until then. They can call you, they can send you letters, but they can't commence legal action until they get to that 90 day period that you're in arrears. So, I, I actually got a call one time from, from the bank that I was dealing with and 
what I did is I changed my banking information. I needed to get a new account because my account was compromised. <laughs> and I totally forgot my mortgage was coming out of the account that I had to close. <laughs> so I get a call from the bank saying, Mr. Rushforth, um, we need to talk to you about your mortgage. You haven't paid it in 90 days. And I'm like, what? What do you mean I haven't paid it? It comes out of my account. Apparently I haven't been paying my mortgage. So here I am talking on the radio about, you know, don't do that. And I was the guy. They probably listen to the radio show and see you never pay for breakfast. They say he must be struggling. Like no, they would say he must have so mortgage. much money saved. Yeah. Well, I was thinking as you were like, the banks wouldn't put people out on the street in the wintertime. I'm like, you have no problem making me poor in the wintertime. I mean, I could hardly afford my house with all the breakfast oh, I had to buy. Huh. So w- one minute Frank's never here. Yep. And then you're still getting poor. When he is here, though. Oh, when he is okay. here. Yeah, yeah. They must be really good breakfast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I just can't have... remember any of them, but apparently he's bought them. I'm just happy that Frank's actually here this week. That's nice. <laughs> you know, looking at the three of us, we could all skip a breakfast. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. Or two. <laughs> 521 talk, 521 We'll be right back. We return to Open House, the real estate and mortgage show on News Talk 580 CFRA. Welcome back to the show. Paul Rushforth, Frank Bolotano, Steve Gregory here. All right, what surprised you the most this past year, Paul? Uh, well, if anything, yeah. I mean, to be honest with you, the the rate hikes I've never, we've obviously, never seen eight rate hikes just so quick. Um, we saw some optimism early in the market until they raised the rates again, which they, we didn't think they, they were going to do. When did they raise those? May or June or something like that uh, in the summertime. Um, it, there was no real surprise. I'm, I'm probably more surprised at how slow the market was this year. When I say I'm surprised, I mean, with the rates the way they are, it's, it's you know, it's, it's, it's of course, that's the way we were going. But it's still, it was still a very quiet, I mean, we were up. I mean, we probably sold 100 more homes than we did the year before. But it still was a quiet year, I believe, for everybody. It wasn't a great real estate market. You as a company were up this year from last year? Yep. Wow, that's yeah. saying something. Yeah, we were up 100 deals. More, we'll, and it'll end up being more than 100 deals um, up when we were last year. Wow. Uh, but you know what? We're still down considerably from our peak of almost 700 sales. We're, we're, we're down from that. So it's- um, Which would have been at the- 2020, I think it was. We yeah. did 70. 2021, probably. 20 say. or 2021, we did 693 and- uh, you know, we'll end at uh, probably 600 this year. So we're down, you know, considerably, but we're still up from where we were last year. Um, and it was just a, it was a, it was a weird market. It was, it was a flat market. We went through periods with, with lots of lulls. Um, you know, I think our spring market, we, it started off with, you know, obviously December, we ended the year at 691,000 last year. And by the end of January, we're at 612 as our average sale price here in yeah, Ottawa. It was a bit of a seesaw for a while, eh? It Down was a seesaw, yeah. And then we, from there, we've considerably, like we were continuing to climb. But we will end this year for the first time since 1996. We are going to end this year down on our average sale price. It'll probably be down about 5%, 5 uh, to 6%, which is considerable considering, you know, over the last three years, we've been up almost 50%. So it's, uh, will we make that back next year? I think so. I think so. It all depends on rates again. I think, you know, when we, I do believe we're going to have a rate drop in, in April. I know Frank says that it's a, but if unemployment a chance. Goes up, but if unemployment goes up, so that's, that's the average yeah. thing, right? So, you know, you got people that are losing their jobs, you know, and, and we're seeing layoffs everywhere. I yeah. mean, uh, and major companies, we're not talking, you know, the service industry, I mean, generally speaking, a lot of people in the service industries uh, are, are renters. Um, you know, it's the professional jobs. If we see unemployment spike 
on that side of it, that's where the real estate market could be flat again this year. Yeah. They're forecasting recession, though. They're forecasting, but but nobody can tell you whether it's going to be a mild, mm-hmm. soft Does recession. Does it matter, though? The economy will still go in the toilet. I, technically, we're in recession now. Yeah. I, I, I mean, we we all understand that the numbers got adjusted. We're technically two quarters uh, you know, of, of negative GDP, so therefore, we're technically in a recession already. And it's felt like a recession most of 2023. Let's call a spade a spade. I mean, Canadians are hurting everywhere. So it feels like we're in recession. Just the numbers don't say it. But And a real estate market usually during a recession doesn't get impacted. It, it, people keep their homes. People keep their homes. Most, almost every recession we've gone through, we're actually, our real estate market was very healthy going through that recession. So we are in a recession right now. And our market, it, it's healthy. The rates have squashed it for sure. And I think if we can get a couple rate drops, I think we're going to get more people back into the market. Once we get more first-time home buyers back in the market, there's going to be less townhomes on the market. It's going to, you know, those people that are going to move up are now going to be able to do that. It's just been a very sluggish market because of the rates. And the, the rates didn't go up slow. They went up fast. Well, and, more, more in 2022, though. 2023 yes. hasn't seen the amount of increases that we saw. In They're 20, too high now. <laughs> 22. So 2023, we only saw three quarters of a point prime go up. So, you know, we saw the one in January and then the two in the summer. So not as significant as 2022, but the fact that they didn't come down is more the issue. So, you know, I... I so you know, what I, numbers come out before they get back together in January now? What are they going to oh, base? Oh, we'll probably see uh, the job numbers and the uh, and the inflation number before... before the, the next meeting, I don't think is... 24th. Until, yeah, January 24th. So by then, we'll, we'll see both CPI... GDP, and we'll see the uh, the employment There's, numbers as well. But again, they're going to be based on December, yeah. so employment numbers aren't necessarily going to be accurate as far as, you know, they're not going to be this big drop. The unemployment rate's not going to go up tremendously. So the soonest would be March, because they don't meet in February, and then it's March 6th, right? Yes. So that would be the soonest that we could soonest. hope for. But then they'll have one month potentially of negative. The, the important thing is that, again, we went through a lull in in uh, prime rate because January was an increase and then we went four months without any. And then we've also seen the oil prices come down. We've seen travel go up. So that's impacted the inflation number uh, that just came out. But at the end of the day, I mean, I still expect that the inflation will be either in the high twos or low threes for January. So not much of a change there. It's in February that we expect to see the CPI numbers maybe get back into the twos and hopefully consistently. So that eliminates any thoughts of increases and now it starts putting the pressure on rates coming down at that point. And there's there's, there's a number of economists who are, who have, who've said next year that the market is going to be up, you know, 3, 4, 5, 7%. Yeah. And you know, real estate. Some of the, the real estate, real yeah. Estate, and, yeah. And some of the economists are the same economists that said we're going to be up 7% this year even though we're going to be down 5%, but you know what, I do believe that we're going to have a much better year than we did last year. Our average sale price is going to rise. Um, you know, hopefully we get more people back into the market, but I, I do think we're going to have a, a solid year. I think we'll have a better end next year than, than a start. Cause like Frank said, we may not see anything happen with rates and we might still be a little bit sluggish through the spring market. Um, and then, you know, maybe by summer when they start getting some rate drops, more optimism gets into the market, you know, and this things start to move a little bit, we might have a strong end of 2024. Okay. Just before we go, quick prediction this time next year, rates will be oh lower. One hundred percent lower. Give me a number. Uh, a five year. I would say the five year insured rate would be four point zero nine, and home values will be 
One year today. One year today, home values will be in the average sale price will up be up what percent? I would say we're going to be up about three to four percent is where I believe we're going to be average sale price next year at this time. Yeah, we will be playing this back next oh, year. Oh yeah. yeah. Can't wait to hear it. <laughs> Birthdays, Frank. Yeah, got a few. Uh I'll start off with the non vowels. Okay. <laughs> there are some. Bob Smith. <laughs> Reed Hapke. <clears throat> Mike and Terry. Nice. Mike and Terry's son, uh, youngest son, celebrating his birthday today, if I'm not mistaken. Today or yesterday. I, th- I think it's today. But anyway, happy birthday to Reed. Jen Anderson, who who uh, who works at our Mick and has been with us for a long time, <laughs> celebrating her birthday on Christmas Day. And then my uh, little cousin, Marco Flores, celebrating his birthday on New Year's Day. And Claudio and Paolo Violante, my nephew, celebrating their birthday uh, this coming week as well. And obviously... A big, big Merry Christmas to my beautiful granddaughter who will be celebrating her first Christmas. Yay. Did you get her Can't anything? Wait. Can't wait. Just a few <laughs> things. Just a few yeah. things. Yeah. All I have to say is uh, have a Merry Christmas and be safe out there and have a wonderful holiday. Yep. Merry Christmas, yep. folks. Happy holidays. We'll see you next year.